I'm your host, Effie Pilarino, and today I have a very special guest, uh, my friend uh, Mamadou. Uh, Mamadou Touré is, uh, uh, and we met in 2017, I think, in Chuk. There was this amazing conference uh, by the uh, SIIA around faith in finance where different faiths came together and signed an agreement about supporting uh, investments in finance. So I always remember that moment. Mamadou, first of all, let me welcome you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you and to, uh, uh, to have an opportunity to share some perspective. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking very much of you, your vision uh, lately as I'm writing, um, continuing to write a book uh, that um, I started two, three years ago that is really focused on, on blockchain. And the reason that I started writing this book is not because of cryptocurrencies or, or um you know, um, uh, the applications and use cases of blockchain, but rather because I felt that there was a strong alignment with um, core spiritual principles that we are all becoming more aware of. And I thought of you um, and, and I wanted to discuss with you this topic and hear your perspective. So, for some people, this might seem odd, but I want to ask you how you connect in your work, in your purpose, spirituality, and the principles of blockchain technology. So basically, you know, block, blockchain technology for me is just, uh, as I got to understand it, uh, it was it was um, the expression of uh, I would say um, a, a human universal principle, right? Uh, and that goes way back in what I would call the ancient wisdom, right? Um, that uh, uh, if you you know what blockchain ultimately is about a decentralized validation of data or a transaction right so if you look in my culture in africa uh, what was interesting is that before colonization right so what uh, what used to be done for instance when you had a piece of land right you would call four or five elders right to officially vet that this piece of land was yours and it would go from this place to that place and um, and whenever there would be a dispute or uh, or a lack of clarity of who the land belongs to and how far does it go, then they would call some of those elders, even if one or two were out of the village, they would you would need three of them to approve and validate that yes, this is your land, right? And it didn't necessarily have to be elders, but you need to be people that are credible within the community. And then with colonization. Uh, then we had to deal with a central validation entity. 
Mamadou, uh, uh, I think our connection is not so good. So can you repeat what um, happened uh, after colonization? So after it became then centralized at the city hall, and it led to a lot of uh, mismanagement and corruption. Right, uh, and the challenge was to rely on one single entity that could that is fallible. Um, and uh, when you look at uh, you know the emergence of Bitcoin, it was ultimately this the same principle, the reflection that um, the uh, the community is stronger than the individual. Such then let's rely on a decentralized way to have different computers to effectively validate this transaction and this principle. And therefore, for me, blockchain brings us back to this very essence of what makes us human in terms of relying on, on, um, um, on our interdependence and on the collective. And if you look at the meaning of Ubuntu itself, which is why we chose the name, it means I am because we are. It highlights our human interdependence. Now, and the fact that we can only be uh, not as a standalone um, individual or being, but we exist through others, and they're at the same time the the custodians um, of, um, of of our existence, our prosperity, and so on. So, uh, for this, um, there are those two concepts, which is either ultimately means humanity, right? You find them where. Uh, uh, you know, you had in Rwanda, in Rwanda, they call it Umubuntu, that means the human. In Swahili, they say Utu. In DRC uh, Lingala, they say Abatu. This, which is ultimately what, what the essence that makes us human. So the essence is ultimately the, the, this interdependence, the, the fact that the, 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 the individual exists through the community. And as such, you have the same uh, value and intrinsic meaning when you took uh, Ubuntu, but that's what blockchain is. And it's uh, when you look at it, when you look at the algorithm, it's just a mathematical interpretation of a spiritual principle. Very interesting. That's how I, that's how I see. Yeah. So, Mama so ultimately, also, where it becomes very. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 after you. No, I wanted to say that what you say resonates with me because I've been thinking about the fact that, um, that our evolution in financial markets where I'm more focused was mostly 20 or 30 years ago, we were looking at maximizing shareholder value, you know, in corporations and, and capital markets. Then we moved more recently to the principle and the idea of maximizing stakeholder value. But I think that going forward in this decade, we will be more focused in maximizing value in a broad sense beyond financial of communities, as you said. So focus on communities and the value both 
financial, but much broader economic in the broad sense of the well-being and the social uh, intangible values of the communities. So it's very much, I feel that it's pushing in that uh, direction. So I, I completely agree with you, right? Now, think of this. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be ultimately the law of karma? First, you maximize shareholder value, and then you realize that it all pulls the blanket uh, on one direction, and it creates tension that makes it unsustainable. And then you look at improving it further and deploy your principle of stakeholders value, which makes it great, but then you realize that, okay, everyone within the community and all the, all, the all the stakeholders are happy, but suddenly our planet is having major issues. And then they have another form of karma. And then you have to bring, bring it further in a holistic perspective, which is a universal value, right? And that's um, probably harder to achieve, but that's what makes full infinite sustainability of whatever we do. And, um, and I think that's a natural evolution process towards, we, towards which we're going. And when you understand that everything in the universe is interconnected. So now think of internet. It's a primitive way to remodel or reproduce this whole interconnection, first among human beings. And then now we're moving into the internet of, right? Um, which is this whole thing where as everything gets interconnected and then you bring blockchain in the middle of it, then you're slowly reproducing the Akashic records to a certain extent. So, and this embraces this principle of as within, so without, and as above, so below, where we, de, de, de facto, there is a universal pattern in what we do. And that's why you find the Fibonacci sequence in so many- uh, In nature. Nature. And as beings of nature, we evolve progressively towards reproducing what we see as an ultimate state of perfection and oneness. And it happens over time across generation and um, um, as uh, the human consciousness also evolves. And what we're seeing now is this very acceleration where internet plugs in, now you're going to have to internet of money and then chain where you will, have this context of whatever I do impact everything around me. Mm. Whatever I do is recorded no matter what I do. And that's why it becomes extremely powerful. And, uh, and as you look at this whole transition and, uh, you know, from, you know, uh, uh, the, the Kali Yuga to the Satya Yuga or for the Pisces age to the Aquarian age, yes, we enter the age of knowledge and truth, then you need blockchain. And then you need interconnection. And then you also need the fact that there's less things that will be hidden. There is less power that will be centralized and everything will depend on one another. And you know, this whole point, Ubuntu means I am because we are, is the very epitome that our team um, and myself have tried to represent in the sense that if I am you, you are me, and I am everything around me, therefore, as I, with anything I do, 
I need to take that into consideration. It's, it's very interesting because all this uh, can also um, be um, connected with the principle of oneness that many um, either religions or, or philosophies or, or system thinking uh, are, are highlighting and bringing to, to the forefront. And also, Mamadou, you, you, you made me think again of the principle and the idea that everything exists in, in the form of potentiality in the universe. So our job is to calibrate our energies and our frequencies to tap into what we choose to tap. And I think, you know, this is an amazing moment under these uh, weird circumstances that, that we are living to become more aware of, of these issues. And people like us closer to technology, we have to, to bring them in. We can't be using technology in the, what I would call it male transactional way. We have to bring the female holistic approach. That, that is, I cannot see. It's, it's a solid point. It's a, yes. It's a solid point and I'll, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Think of technology and think of computer science, right? What is it at the end of the day? It is binary. It's a sequence, permanent sequence and one and zeros. That's all it is. Now, what is one and zero? Is the feminine and the masculine. Is the yin and the yang. Is light and darkness. You can call it whatever you want. But to be able to, the force of creation is that permanent engagement and tension between the masculine and the feminine, between the zero and one, between light and darkness. And technology is ultimately naturally reproducing that, right? And indeed, as we entering this new age, and um, I've been working very closely uh, with uh, um, Sheikh Abu Al Kasimi uh, uh, on the project of the found, Ubuntu Foundation. Yes, we are entering an age where there is a stronger need for the feminine to emerge, for where creativity matters, where nurturing is becoming the solution in these times of crisis. Right? Why? Because we've pulled way too much towards a certain energy that is strongly dominated by ego. And as we did that, it has led to a lot of crises, wars, conflicts, etc. If we don't balance it, it's self-destruction. Now, and the point also is, and the, and the feminine energy is not just men. Every man have both energies within, between them. We are ourselves, as a, as a guy, if I can call myself as such, I'm a combination of, you know, X and Y chromosomes to start with, right? I have a right brain and a left brain. I have, um, you know, a heart with ventricles. 
So um, it, it requires for us, and that's why I think uh, the transformation that our society is going through um, is towards um because it was not meant to be weak it was not accepted to show emotions etc but it's a if you lead from the heart that's where magic happens ultimately because that's the one thing we have in common and yeah, exactly. the same beat and now with one another regardless Ma mamadou science is helping us by uh, recognizing that we essentially have three brains that are interconnected and it's the brain as in the physical brain, there's the heart and the gut, those three energy centers. That and the guts. Yeah, so, so it, we're getting there. Indeed. Uh, I mean, you and I could be speaking we, for hours. Um, I know that we have limited time. Before we close, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the Ubuntu Foundation? Yes, yeah, sure. So uh, we've tried um, the best we could, you know, uh, as uh, we designed it. Um, so Ubuntu Tribe, uh, as, uh, as you know, right, has this mission um, to, uh, let, I mean, create equal opportunities, equal opportunities for all uh, by leveraging responsibly the natural resources of Mother Earth. And as we do tokenize and later other assets, the real principle was to think of redistribution, right? Um, and um, and um, and uh, gold carries an energy. That's why we chose it as a as um, as the first primary uh, asset that we will tokenize. As we wanted to also uh, empower people by giving them access to uh, to potential wealth and knowledge. Um, by addressing the question of, uh, you know, financial inclusion is taking away or the out of the, you know, is keeping out of the global economy at least three to four billion people because they cannot interact or transact on the web, so, uh, or internationally. And as we did that, uh, we, we launched a project in a way that will get us together closer and by sourcing those assets in an ethical way right with respecting mother earth and what is being the abundance that is being provided to us and the ultimate goal as we did that was also to say as we empower people we also want to enlighten them right and we want to help people shift or raise their consciousness therefore we've made the ubuntu foundation the larger shareholder of ubuntu tribe and the mission of Ubuntu Foundation is to shift human consciousness by, uh, and that's uh, the co-founders of the Ubuntu Foundation are myself and Sheikh Abdul Kasimi Arja, uh, where, which is actually interesting, where you have, uh, um, you know, both energies, male and female, if I may, to basically look at creating a balanced, um, a, a balanced structure that could help people awaken further. Right, and as we did that, the proceeds of all five percent of the proceeds of all transactions of Ubuntu Tribe will go and fund the foundation. And when I say that the foundation role mission is to shift human consciousness, we want to do that by working on the five elements. 
investing, supporting, uh, nurturing, innovative businesses or business models or technologies that help um, work on the five elements. Water, where we can provide clean water with uh, new technologies um, that allow decentralized access to water. Uh, that would be also fire, renewable energy that we may give also people, everyone a chance to get access to the energy that will help us move and grow. And earth, which is of course re uh, regenerative, mind, regenerative agriculture and um, air, which is new means of communication that really allow an integrated global human community and consciousness to emerge. And last but not least, love. And this one is very important for us, and that's what we're starting with, which is for us the fifth element, and of course the most important. And as we do that, um, the love sequence include healthcare, but new healthcare, re relying on ancient, traditional wisdom, nature-based medicine, nature-based science. It also links to education, uh, innovative in education that is based more, that are human-centric, versus knowledge accumulation centric. And of course, ancient and ancestral knowledge where we try as much as possible to remind people that there's a divine in us and that it was all written from the beginning. And therefore, bringing back to the forefront those ancient wisdom, ancient tradition, and ancient knowledge that have made the greatness of past civilization where the key to our futures might lie past and in understanding where we're coming from and how we got here. And uh, some of the, for instance, we can't rebuild the pyramids today. It means that there's been some knowledge lost along the way that we need to go back and nurture and harness. And those knowledge were generally fully in line and in harmony with nature. And that's where we want to head as a collective. So those are the five elements that the foundation will work in supporting um, first in Africa and Middle East and around the world down the road. And that's really the ultimate mission where you combine Ubuntu tribe, which is empowerment and the foundation that is enlightenment. Mamadou, thank you so much. Um, uh, wow, what an amazing uh, inspiration discussing with you. Uh, thanks again and uh, hope to- Thank you for having me to talk to you next year and, and learn more after the launch of uh, your project.